and welcome to another episode of Matt and E, Matt and A. Woo woo! Today we're mixing it up and we're going to do sort of review of uh, 2016. Arissa and I, you know, we, we don't watch every movie every year, um, but we watch a lot of movies. Yes. And, um, you know, in honor of like award season and stuff, we thought it might be cool to sort of talk about, you know, notable performances, notable films, sort of what we thought about 2016. Yes. So what, what did you think about uh, 2016 in terms of the, uh, the world of cinema? Yeah, I thought you were going to say the world. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. Um, in terms of the world of cinema, I have to say it feels like it's pretty par for the course. Um, I think that people who are looking at like what's going to happen at the Oscars or what just happened at the SAG Awards, how like a lot of people of color won awards, they'll say like, oh, this year has been a year for people of color in movies. But like these types of movies are always being made. It's just that the like dominant mainstream narrative doesn't really pick them up as newsworthy. So I think you know, in terms of the films I saw in 2016, they felt very much in line with past years. But that is not to say that there are awesome films in 2016. I think it's just that there's always awesome films. I, I thought I, I wasn't expecting that response. Um, <laughs> what were you expecting? I don't know. Just, I, I thought 2016 was a little bit underwhelming. Um, maybe it's because, you know, I'm getting older and, and jaded and, um, you know. Well, I less, guess, like, okay, I cut you off. Go less ahead. easy to impress. I, I, I watch, I, I, uh, yeah, I, I've been, since 2015, I think I've been keeping up a lot better with, like, movies that come out mm-hmm. every year and, um, starts to wear on you, I think. Um, that or just 2016 was not as good as uh, 2015. You mean trying to stay current with the films? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought the movies on they're like you know the, the movie it wasn't like there were a lot of bad movies, but there weren't a lot of you know pretty good movies. There were some great movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Arrival and um, Moonlight were, were great, and then there were some good ones. Or there are some like pretty, there's some pretty good ones, but they're just sort of like, I think relative to 2015, I just sort of found, especially like the summer season, the the summer block blockbuster yeah. season had a lot of movies. Um, some of them were okay, some of them were not okay. Well, most of them were kind of underwhelming. I guess there was a the two DC movies came out this year or last year. What this year? I mean 2016. The two DC yeah. movies came out in 2016 that were supposed to help turn things around. Um, did you did you watch either of them? No. They were both not very good. Maybe that's why we see things differently, because we're, like, sampling from a kind of different set of films. I mean, we obviously watch a lot of the same films, but, I mean, I kind of don't really care about most blockbusters anyway, and I haven't for a couple years. I mean, I like... I like popcorn movies. Yeah, which is not, that's not a criticism at all. I'm just saying, like, 
different samples. And also the fact that I was in Taiwan for two years, like watching current movies was fun, but more difficult to do than now living in America again. So, you know, I think we just have like a, maybe a different set of sample set sometimes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I can agree with you in terms of the fact that, you know, even though I don't watch a lot of blockbusters, there were none that drew me to want to watch them, you know? Um, yeah, I, I thought, like, uh, Captain America Civil War was, was good. Um, and I guess the other, yeah, I mean, that was, that was good. I mean, Ghostbusters? It, I didn't watch Ghostbusters. I kind of wanted to watch it. Very controversial, um, speaking about oh, rec- yeah. recognition of minorities in, in cinema. <laughs> I forgot that I watched Ghostbusters, but I did watch Ghostbusters. What did you think of Ghostbusters? Um, I thought it could have been better, but it was. I laughed a lot. Um, but it could have been better. Which, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I would say movie that made me think the most, but was also not a good movie of the year, was The Accountant. I've oh. talked about that movie a good amount. Yeah. And it's just so bizarre. Like, not in, like, a great way, but just in a way that, like, I have, I have no idea what they were think what the development team was thinking. Just, like... <laughs> can, you, can you explain that to us a little bit? Why? So the the premise of the accountant, more or less, is there's this mysterious. I guess like the sales pitch is there's this mysterious accountant guy who um, who's autistic, mm-hmm. and in a way it's kind of like a superhero the origin movie where it's like he's got these crazy abilities and it's kind of like people don't know what they're getting into when they deal with him and stuff. And it's very much sort of about, or practically it ends up being a lot about like his backstory and like, you know, why he does things, but it's just like, so, like I could, I don't, I really had a hard time understanding the timeline of his mm-hmm. life. And it just sort of seemed like they were adding in more and more just like outrageous things to happen. And, like, his relationship with his parents was super weird. Mm-hmm. Or, like, his dad seemed, like, abusive, but the movie was, like, celebrating it. And, like, I, I, I didn't understand what's happening with his mom. Like, it was such a weird movie in terms yeah. of, like, the way that the movie was trying to make you feel about some of the characters didn't make any sense. Like, there's this really weird, there's this weird moment where bet like they try to oh there's a couple weird moments where the movie like for most of the part celebrates that Ben Affleck's character is autistic and then it just takes like these moments where the momentum stops and tries to explain autism but it doesn't feel like it's doing a good job of it it's, <laughs> it was such just like a movie that I yeah <laughs> yeah you just I, really... I, like I, I if you think, if you rate movies based on how much I've thought about them after seeing it, like this is one of the top movies of the year, but it's definitely not one of the top movies of the year. And just that 
You know, go ahead, finish. I don't know, like, it's, it was a really weird movie, not in, like, a, like, surrealistic way, just, like, yeah, I don't know what they were, I don't know what they were doing. Maybe if I watched it again, I would find it less crazy, but, yeah, it was, it was just, yeah, absolutely bizarre. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I think, I like that, um, that idea, though, the, like, there are different ways you could rate a movie, you know, there's, does it make you think in like a good way? Obviously the accountant made you think in like a dumb way in terms of you were trying to figure out this thing that it shouldn't be this difficult because it's not like they were trying to posit these questions on you. It's just, they did a bad job of creating the movie. But I think if I had to pick out my films that I watched from 2016, that made me think and that I would want to watch again because I'd want to keep thinking about the questions posed in it. I think that that would be the lobster and the handmaiden, which I'm, I'm kind of, I want to see the hand. I've not seen the handmaiden. I want to see it. I, I did love the lobster though. Yeah. I thought that was very funny and I could relate to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I just, it, it's, it was like, yeah, The Lobster was another kind of surrealist. This was actually intended to be surrealistic. Yeah. Um, it reminded me a lot. There's like a couple of other British dystopia films that it reminded me of. Notably. But it's like not a dystopia. I don't. Is it, I don't isn't it a dystopia? I don't like classifying it as dystopia because I feel like. I, I, I guess that's what I was trying to say. It's like a British alternate reality. It reminded me a lot of The Invention of Lying. Okay. And I'm, I'm sure, I thought there's another movie it reminded me of, but I don't remember it either. But yeah, it was, it was very weird in a good way. And uh, why don't you tell us about The, ha- the Handmaiden? Sure. So The Handmaiden is um, by Park Chan-wook, the Korean director who also did Old Boy and Stoker. Um, and it's about, I mean, I can't tell you too much because... There's like twists and turns, but it's about this um, woman. It's in. It's set in Japan, yeah, or Korea. Oh gosh, I forget. Wait, no, it's set in Korea, but it's during Japanese um, rule, imperial rule over Korea. So this Korean handmaiden gets sent to be um, to work for this Japanese heiress and uh but she's put there as like a mole to try and help this other guy steal her the japanese heiress's money and you gotta watch it because it's just like twists and turns and twists and turns um and it's like really it's i don't know it's really funny at times too like i think that I'm not sure because I haven't seen any of his other films, but I feel like Park Chan-wook balances like drama with comedy and action with like um, nuance. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 It's, it has a good balance of all these things such that you feel like you care about these characters, but they also make you laugh with the ridiculousness that's happening on screen. That's amazing. Um, uh, looking at the list of the movies, there's also quite a number of uh, 
pretty decent period pieces in, in terms of Hail Caesar, which I thought was okay. Was that um, from 2016? Yeah. Oh, it's in my list as 20... I did not like that film at all. I thought it was fine. I just thought, maybe it what was, is maybe this? It was late 2016. I don't know. I'm looking at the list on of 2016. It's labeled 2016. It's hard so to maybe. tell because sometimes they have a limited release that starts in December so that they can be on the Oscar ballot, but then it doesn't actually hit theaters such that you could watch it until 2016. For example, Carol was from 2015, but I couldn't watch it until 2016 because that's when it came out in Taiwan. And that would definitely be on my 2016 top favorite films. But, yeah. It's on the list of movies that got good reviews, but I just had very little interest in seeing. Such as? Um, Hell or High Water, I probably won't see. Yeah. Um, but what else? Last year, um, there was uh, Brooklyn I just not interested in seeing. The Bridge of Spies, I don't care about. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But other other period pieces. Uh, nice Guys, very good movie. Um, I have a hard time, like, it was one of the more enjoyable films I saw, one of the better films I saw. But it's directed by um, Shane Black. And throughout watching it, it just reminded me a lot of um, one of Shane Black's earlier films, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which I thought was better. So it's kind of like a good movie, but there's just obviously a movie that's very close to it and better that kind of took away uh, from it. Yeah. And um, there was one more, uh, Sing Street. Which oh, yeah. I actually had trouble connecting with because I thought it was hard to understand what was, like, the accents were, were pretty heavy. That's why you got to put on the subtitles. Usually it doesn't bother. Like, I, I love uh, Guy Ritchie's movies. Mm. Um, which are another, you know, movies English, that goes on the list of English movies that are hard to understand. But <laughs> it didn't it never bothered me as much as it, it did in this one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think those are some some what notable about, movies. What about the film you saw from 2016 that you felt like you enjoyed the most? Just like. Was there a film that you watched where you felt like every minute was like, I'm loving this? Um, I really enjoy, I mean, I would say my top two movies, Moonlight and Arrival. Um, <laughs> I, I, where, like, you were just like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I guess that's a weird thing to say about Moonlight, but I was just <laughs> like, I, I thought the use of color in Moonlight was incredible. Mm-hmm. I, I though I haven't shared my theory about the color of Moonlight in this one, but I, th- I thought it was very obvious, and I, I, after thinking about it for a while, I stand by this conviction, that the movie is divided into three parts. That That's that's not the bit. It, it's literally divided. There's three parts and there's three titles. But I think the first part, um, there is a lot of blue. The second part, there's a lot of yellow. The third part, there's a lot of red. And while I was watching the movie, I was very much like invested in, like, oh, that's blue, that's blue, this is yellow, this is yellow, it's red, red. And I'm like, has anyone else seen this? This is crazy. And it was just like, I don't, I mean, maybe, I don't know if I, how I'd feel when I rewatched it, but I just thought that was, like, 
really cool and really made me feel really engaged. I just really enjoyed it. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah, there's, there's plenty of popcorn movies that I saw this year that were forgettable, but you know, were fun enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess what, one other notable movie going experience I had was I saw, um, a, uh, advanced, I got a, I got to see a free advanced screening of, um, Mike and Dave need wedding dates. Oh, I heard that was really bad. I think I was the one who said that. Okay. It got, yeah. it, it got better reviews than I expected. I, there's like this thing in comedy these days where people just like improvise mm-hmm. and, you know, improvised comedy can be good. Um, the way it's kind of used these days, it kind of really just brings it to a, brings the movie to a halt where the two characters are like, they're having a scene and it kind of feels like to me that they just walk up to each other and they're, they're just trying to improvise and it's unclear how much time they're supposed to, it doesn't seem like they know how much time they have or like, it, it, I don't know. Yeah. I thought it was a, you know, it was a movie I wanted to like and, um, I had a decent time at, viewing it, and I thought it was really cool to see a free advance screening, but I did not think it was a good movie. Yeah. Um, I feel like <laughs> the only 2016 movie that I saw that I was like, this is not good, but actually, I don't know, I still enjoy it. I'm, okay, Matt knows this about me. I like most things. Like, <laughs> Most TV shows I watch, if I have the time. When I was in high school, I watched so much TV, and I was, like, indiscriminate. Like, I watched Gossip Girl. I watched 90210. Those are objectively not good, but I enjoyed them. So, (laughs) (laughs) like, I don't know. I was trying to look at my list and think, what film did I watch from 2016 that I just thought was so dumb? And there's one film, but it's also, like, I enjoyed watching it, but it's totally dumb but I enjoyed watching it. And that film is Que Culpa El Nino. It's from Mexico. It was on Netflix, and I only watched it because one of the actresses is in How to Get Away with Murder. Carla Souza? Souza? I don't know how to say the last name. But um, I was like, oh, well, I should, like, learn more Spanish, and it's good to, like, digest media in other languages if you're trying to learn that language. And it's just totally weird. It's about this, um, Carla Souza's character, like, goes to a wedding and gets really drunk, then has a one night stand with this guy who's, like, not even in college, and he, they, she ends up pregnant, and then it's, it's like your typical rom com, but very strange. And I don't know if that's because, like, Mexico or what, but. It's on Netflix, so. I feel like when a foreign, when a foreign movie does something, I have more, uh, I'm just more willing to forgive it. Let's assume it's like a loss in translation thing rather than it being a quality thing. Totally. I would say like, there's, there's, yeah. well, anyway, this is, this is, a, this is sort of going off in a different direction. So I don't know if you have something else to say about Kit Koopa. No, um, nothing else important to say about it. <laughs> but yeah, the, the one movie that I saw in theaters that I, I did not enjoy was, or that like I had distinctly a bad experience with was, um, Batman v Superman. That was that was dreadful. I was angry at that movie. 
Is that because you wanted it to be better and it wasn't? I mean, I expected it. I, going into it, I expected it to like you know be a popcorn movie that wasn't good but had some cool action scenes. I think it's like I really dislike Zach um, Zach Schneider's uh, color palette. Uh, I, all of his movies, I kind of don't like. Yeah. Because I think it's got to be partly the colors used. They're just so grim. But yeah. Like, there was so like Batman v Superman. There, there's also just things in the movie that just don't make any sense. Um, a lot of the decision making is really dumb. Like it's just a lot of a lot of things about it really took me out of the movie. Also, like this sounds like a quibble, but I really hated Batman's costume. Um, <laughs> like why? It looked paper thin. You have um, like Christopher Nolan. Like the uh, Christian Bale Batman, uh-huh. and that's like you know armor basically. Mm-hmm. And then you have Ben Affleck Batman, and it's basically him just wearing a shirt. I don't know. I didn't watch the movie, so yeah, don't. I'm trying to look for pictures, but yeah, don't watch the movie. <laughs> okay. Anyway, okay. So let's let's talk about um, more oh. formal like best actor want... actress supporting okay. actor actress. Sure. Um, Movie, a uh, director, screenplay, and then movie. But I haven't. Oh. This is separate from the Oscars, right? This, this is, is just, just from what this we. This is what we would say. What, okay. we, what we think. If we were the only two voters in the Oscars. <laughs> well, this is like you know, voters. Like you know, this is what I think what about. Think. Okay. Yeah. Well, I will say before I go into that, there were several films released in 2016 that I haven't seen yet that I want to see that I feel like could be in this, you know, could be mentioned. Yeah, disclaimer. Barissa disclaimer. and I have not seen every, I guess, I think I said this before. We've not seen every movie. There's, yes. there's a specifically a couple movies that are kind of on the tail end of 2016 that I'm hoping to watch, but... Yeah, like, just to name a few, name drop, American Honey by Andrea Arnold, yeah. The Fits from Anna Rose Holmer, and, um... Love song, so young Kim. Although that's not even out yet, but it says it was released in 2016. I don't know. Anyway, from what I have watched in 2016, I think best screenplay for me goes to The Lobster because when you have a film like that where it's set in this alternate world and you get people to immediately be like, okay, I'm cool with this totally strange premise. Now let's go care about these characters. I think that's really hard to do. Um, oh, I want to. I want to add in one category first. Yeah, go ahead. Um, most overrated movie of the year. Okay. Yes. Good. Okay. Um, um, yeah, I would say my favorite screenplay was "Don't Think Twice." I, I thought that was the thing that was very interesting about. I mean, that's sort of a movie about people who um, are trying to join SNL. And I guess I didn't like that they didn't call it SNL because I, I think specificity is better. Mm-hmm. But um, it did a really great job. There's like six main characters, and it did a really good job of giving them equal focus and like all reasonable arcs. And I, I, I when I left that movie, I was just in awe of how well it was written. But yeah, nice. The Lobster is also a very good pick. Yeah. Um, what's another category? Best uh, supporting actor. Let me think. 
I would say uh, John Goodman and Ten Cloverfield Lane. Okay, um, yeah. I think he did a very good job in that film. He was menacing. He was mysterious. Um, yeah, solid, solid job, I would say. I, I would agree with that, definitely. He was really good in that role. Um, he towed the line between, like, I want to trust him, but I also don't want to trust him. He he was able to play it well. I think, too, though, like, got to go with the what uh, the SAG people said and Ma- Mahershala. I'm probably saying that wrong. Mahershala Ali. I guess that's not a good one, but yeah, I think yeah, that's his Yeah, Ali. I mean, I just thought he, he like, he did bring a lot of, a lot of nuance to that character that I feel like, I don't know. I'm not sure if other people would have been able to handle it. I mean, he's the best actor in that film. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Also, though, Naomi Harris was really good. The mom. Yeah. I might give her a best uh, actress. Yeah, or, or would best she be supporting? supporting. Should that yeah. be supporting? Yeah, she'd be supporting. I would give her best supporting actress. Yeah. Um, who, who, who do you think gets uh, best supporting actress? Mm. I guess uh, when I so when I saw I don't know I, when I saw she was nominated for best supporting actress, I was like, how can that happen? Like. I hate her character so much. I don't like her. And then I'm like, wait, <laughs> that's good acting. Yeah, yeah. She's not. She's not. She's not that character in real life. Yep. Good job. Yeah, I think. Um, I think I would agree. Yeah, I'm looking at my list of films that I watched from 2016, and I think she takes the cake. Yeah, definitely. Um, who do you think was the best actress? I gotta go with... Okay, I haven't mentioned this film yet, but it's definitely the film that I watched from 2016 that I was like, every moment of the film, I was like, yes, 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 yes. Enjoying every minute of it. And that is Hidden Figures. And I've so, not seen that. I do want to see that movie. You really should. It's very entertaining. It's very eye-opening and enlightening. Um, I mean, it. the one thing is that it does, at some points, it does kind of feel like this is a movie that's trying to tell us about this, like, historical thing. You know how sometimes films can feel that way? I really don't that like way? that, yeah. Sometimes it can feel that way. But I think the strength of the script and the strength of the acting makes that feeling not really come on strong at all. Um, and so Hidden Figures is that movie for me. And I think Taraji P. Henson as the, I'm sorry, what character was she? Um, I want to get this name right. Cause she's a real person. Potentially a podcast listener. Catherine G. No, I think she passed away. Catherine Johnson. um, Taraji P. Henson plays Catherine G. Johnson. And she's just like the best nerd. She plays a nerd so well. And as a black nerd, female black nerd, it's like really cool to see a female black nerd. Okay. Cool.
What about you? Best um, actress? Um, I'm I'm looking at a list of movies and I'm trying to find one that really stands out. Um, maybe Amy Adams in Arrival. Mm-hmm. I think she did a good job in that movie, and it was a really strong movie. And I mean, I think she carries the movie. You know. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm trying to think of best actor, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I would say Colin, Colin Farrell in The pick. Lobster. Because it's such a... I mean, he sold it really well. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's good. It's fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think best uh, best cinematography I would say is definitely Moonlight. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe best director I'd give to La La Land. I am gonna stop you right there and say that's definitely the most overrated film of the year. Okay, so this is this is the most overrated <laughs> film of the year debate. Um. <laughs> La La Land is a good movie. No, it's entertaining for w- most of the time. I would say it's a very... A lot of detail is put into a lot of the scenes. And I shows. did almost fall asleep. I almost yeah. fell asleep. You, you, you shouldn't have. You, you missed the, you know... I didn't actually, but I almost did. I think that, like, I didn't the, miss anything. the scene at the end, like, you could see the the sets were painted very nicely. The, the dance numbers were very nice. Sure, that's production. That's... Yeah, it was really well produced. Yeah. A lot of things were tight about it. Yeah, but like it's it's, it's not... okay. okay. If you're making the argument that it's most overrated, I think that's more based on it, it was nominated for what fourteen? Yeah. Academy Awards. Yeah. That's excessive. Yeah. Ryan Gosling, Emma Emma Stone in that movie, not impressive. Yeah. Um, but it's a good movie. My, my pick yeah. is a movie that I think Why is, Best Director, then? I don't understand. Just all the attention to detail. Oh, The very okay. highly choreographed dance numbers. Okay. That were impressive. Okay. Um, sure. The, like, sort of, the ensemble. There's a lot of effort put into that movie, and it shows, okay. and I thought it really paid off. Okay. Um... Yeah, a lot, I think just a lot of the, the decisions the director made just really worked. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the guy who did Whiplash, too. Yeah. I um, didn't see that film. I didn't see that one either, but that's also supposed to be very good. Um, my pick for most overrated movie is a movie that was was good, was enjoyable, very much fell apart at the end, um, but people seem to my impression is people seem to hail it as, you know, this is a really great movie, and that would be uh, Swiss Army Man. Oh, I did not see that. It's, it's decent. Yeah. Um, I think it's overrated. Mm-hmm. I guess in, like, small internet circles, people talk about it like it's the greatest movie ever, and it's, it's fine. <laughs> oh, it's coming to Netflix, I think. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a fine movie to watch on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's not, it's not like a hidden treasure, though, you know, it's... Like, it falls apart at the end. It's a quirky movie. Its ending is really bad. And, um... I don't know. I think it's really overrated. Yeah. I can... I can understand that. Um... We did most of the awards I think we were talking about during... Best best film, I guess, is the... I mean, we kind of talked about that at the beginning. Yeah. I... I still say Moonlight. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think it's so hard because it depends on what you're looking for, but I think The Handmaiden had a lot of good elements to it. Really? Handmaid, you're picking Hand, Handmaiden as your film of the year? I think so. I don't know. Maybe I should rewatch it, but I think I'll still really like it. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, I think... You know, how much you enjoy a movie is definitely about what sort of mindset you are, you're in when you watch it. Yeah. That's fair. But I watched it after watching... I watched it in a day where I watched Certain Women, and then Moonlight, and then The Handmaiden. And it was my it favorite was film that I watched that day. the last movie you saw that day. Yeah, and those are, those are all, like, pretty good films, depending on who you ask. And, you know, they all have their different kind of characteristics to them, and it was just the one that I enjoyed the most that day. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, I, I thought... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 2016. Meh. Meh. <laughs> um, I don't know. Are, are there any movies you're excited for in 2017? Um... Let me see. I've already started to write things down from 2017. Have I? No, maybe not. Wait, what's coming out this year anyway? I'm, I'm looking at looking at Fifty Shades Darker. No. It's a classic. <laughs> Have I told you uh, my Fifty Shades of Grey story? No. We were on, um, so I, uh, that's kind of, telling the fact that it's a Fifty Shades of Grey story kind of ruined the punchline of the story. But, um. <laughs> Like, there's this thing that Chicago Fire does, which is the Chicago soccer team. And basically their field is in the middle of nowhere. So they have a bunch of bars where they have pub to pitch. It's called pub to pitch. And Mm -hmm. basically it's a bus from the bar to the stadium. And you get there a little bit earlier for like a tailgate. And so basically we did that one of the, we we did that. And then on the way back, we, we get on the bus and the bus driver is watching Fifty Shades of Grey. And he drives us back for like a half hour, and we watch like half an hour of Fifty Shades of Grey. It's like in the middle of like a random half an hour in the middle of it because the the bus driver was watching it. It was uh, it was really <laughs> weird. <laughs> That's so weird. Okay, um, so I'm I just think... like scrolling through, and honestly, all all of these are like sequels, or you know, they're. I mean, it's not like you were excited for The Lobster before it came out, you know. Well, that's, the thing is, I feel like indie films are not usually, like, heavily... Like, there's not, like, a set date when they're going to come out months before, you know? Yeah. Like, a lot of the films that will come out at the end of 2017 
were just sold at Sundance or whatever. So, and that, I mean, they might not even come out till 2018. So it's hard to like, I think, I think next year's, uh, nine lives awards is going to go to the boss baby in terms of movie that should just never have been made. <laughs> um, I'm pretty excited about the blockbusters that are coming out. Um, in terms of, I think, we get a new Spider-Man movie. I'm really hyped. I'm really hyped on that. Mm-hmm. Um, the new Thor movie should be good. New Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. New Lego movie. The Lego, yeah. Lego Batman looks good. The Star Wars Alien Covenant. I mean, I'm going to see Star, the new Star Wars. That's going to probably be disappointing. I'm excited for that. Yeah, Alien. Alien. Train Spotting 2 could be good, could be bad. World War Z 2, I don't know. That sounds... <laughs> Dunkirk, that's about Dunkirk, well, I think I... World War 1. I was going to say that. It's World War 2. It's World War 2. Oh, yeah, okay. The World Miracle at Dunkirk. That looks cool. Um, I'm a big fan. I mean... I don't you, know. You have me at Christopher Nolan. I'm a fan of... You know, I'm starting to think he's not as great as I once thought he was. I don't think he's, you know, end-all-be-all of directors, but he makes very quality movies. Yeah, they are quality, for sure. And Pitch I Perfect don't three. think they're brilliant, but they're good, yeah. I, I guess, yeah, all the movies that are announced are kind of these movies that are uh, blockbustery. Actually, the awards, all the movies, most of the movies we talked about it came out, you know, near the end of the year, so. Yeah, but, um, I'm just glancing at some Sundance stuff. Mudbound from D. Rees. I haven't watched any of her films, but she's gotten like a lot of positive press for her film Pariah. And she did the HBO historical film about Bessie Coleman called Bessie, which was also like really well received. I think so. we're going to see some, some cool stuff in the near future um, of cinema um, with, uh, you know, Netflix sort of making more original content. Yeah, um, for sure. Hopefully better quality than exists, but yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, I'm going to watch, I'm going to watch movies. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I guess whatever we get, we'll get and, uh, we'll deal with it. Cool. Cool. But, yeah. I don't know. I was excited for, um, passengers, but apparently that movie kind of, was not good. So. Oh, I didn't even you never see know. it. I never saw it. I didn't see it either. Yeah. But, yeah. Cool. Awesome. That is our summary of movies. Tell like, us what you think about 2016 films. Yeah. Comment. There's no comment page on a... Never mind. At least you can comment on the blog that hosts the RSS feed. Yeah. Or you can just tell us what you think. Yeah. Um, or if you can't, if you if you don't, if you if you found this podcast by stumbling on other podcasts, friend us on Facebook and then uh, <laughs> friend us individually on Facebook. I mean, I guess there's other Matt Matthew Kirshners out there, but uh, there's probably just one Arissa, so friend Arissa and hassle her. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. 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 Well, cool. Okay. Manatee. 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 Have a nice Have day. Have a good day. And week. And year. <laughs> 2017. And life. Yeah. Bye.